Want to start your own podcast? Anchor makes it super easy. Here's what you need to know about Anchor. Most importantly, it's free. Second, there are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast to numerous platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. You can make money from your podcast with minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a quality podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or visit anchor.fm to get started. Daniel Karoma is the business liaison officer for the Montgomery County government in the state of Maryland. His work in the office of the county executive focuses on assisting businesses doing business in and with Montgomery County government. He manages the award-winning Montgomery County Business Portal, a gateway to information on how Montgomery County interacts with the business community. Mr. Karoma was the community outreach manager and liaison to African and Caribbean communities as the Montgomery County Office of Community Partnerships and is also the first African immigrant to be appointed to the County Executive Office in Montgomery County, Maryland. Welcome to another WTF episode. How are you? How are you, Lydia? Can't complain. It's been busy fruitful, energetic, but, um, you know, again, looking forward to speaking to another um, leader here in my local community, Montgomery County, Daniel Karoma. So um, excited to have him sort of speak about his journey, you know, from business and finance into the, the small business liaison space. And talking a bit about sort of tapping your local community, because I think so many times people are sort of looking for that big national, you know, support or international donor or, you know, investment opportunity. And so many times, you know, the the best support and the best resources are, are right in your own backyard. So I'm going to be interested to hear his perceptions and insights on that. Yeah, sometimes people forget to think local before they think global. Indeed. So, with no further ado, let's head to Daniel. So, Daniel, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for attending or being part of our show. Well, I mean, it's a privilege and thank you both for the work that you do. Uh, I feel like uh, this is the podcast to be on. So, thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you. Appreciate the compliment. So, Daniel, our listeners have heard your sort of bio, but I, I'd really love for, the, for you to tell our listeners a little bit about your life story and what brings you to the work of, um, as a business liaison for Montgomery County, Maryland. Oh, thank you, Lydia. And so I was born in Sierra Leone, West Africa. I was brought here by my parents. Um and then from there, after the time of service in Washington, we went back to Sierra Leone 
uh, end up coming back to the United States. I uh, did my undergrad in engineering, uh, in computer engineering, and then did a master's degree in engineering science from the University of Maryland, and then had the privilege to go to um, Harvard and did leadership and public policy there. Um, I worked uh, in both banking and finance for six years uh, for uh, a Fortune uh, 50 company. Uh, I basically ran uh, not only a small business division, uh, at that time they were expanding to the East Coast. So they hired me as a business development manager, basically to uh, staff up, but also build their small business banking division within their consumer banking division. Um, that being said, I started volunteering from the county government from that standpoint. And during the recession, I lost my job in the uh, finance and banking world. And then wow. I continue, yeah, continue um, volunteering in the county government. Uh, and so the uh, 12, well, the yeah, 12 years in the county government, it was time for in the last administration for me to uh, wrap up. But the current administration said, hey, can you please hang around? Uh, because we uh, know about your small business work that you did in the banking and finance world. And we would you like, you know, would you mind doing that for us here in the county government? I said, absolutely. And so that's how uh, my life from Sierra Leone, West Africa, uh, has continued uh, through education here in the U.S., but also more impo importantly, working in the uh, in the local government as a business liaison officer, focused on supporting small businesses and entrepreneurs, uh, more specifically around access to information, but also uh, access to capital. Wonderful. I mean, it, it sounds to me like that background in finance and business was like key in, you know, being able to provide that resource at the county level. So, you know, most people sort of go into the private sector thinking, you know, this is it for me. So that must have been an interesting transition. Uh, it was. Uh, it was interesting because of the sheer number of small businesses we have in Montgomery County. Um, so 95% 95, 95 of all our businesses in Montgomery County have fewer than 50 employees. So as a result, small business is really big business in Montgomery County. Mm -hmm. uh, and let me also put, this, put it in, in, in perspective as well. Uh, we have a $1 trillion economy in Montgomery County. Wow. Um, exactly. Can you say that again for the people <laughs> in the back? We right. have a, a $1 trillion with a T economy in Montgomery County. Um, and when you take a look at if 95% of all businesses have fewer than 50 employees, then it sometimes intrigues the mind, like, who are those businesses? And I always tell people, well, the people who live in Montgomery County, uh, many of them own these local small businesses. And then the question arises, who are the people who live in Montgomery County? Well, one out of every three county residents was born outside of the United States, so which means they are foreign-born. That's 33% of the county population. And of the 33%, 20% of that is they were born in, in you know, they're black. So they're either born in the continent of Africa or they were born in the Caribbean. So we have a lion's share of the foreign-born population. In fact, people coming from the continent of Africa are the second fastest growing communities in Montgomery County. Um, so when you take that into perspective and realizing that, yes, 
part of the lion's share of the small business owners in the county are foreign-born, are immigrants. More specifically, they are from the continent of Africa or the Caribbean. That is uh, an amazing perspective to have, especially when we talk about the dynamics and the composition of small businesses. So I saw it was like, well, by me staying in the county government, given that I have a very unique position in the county government, and I'm able to relate not only because of culture, language, but experience to many of these small businesses, it creates a greater impact on how an entrepreneur who could be a woman entrepreneur um, would want to engage in terms of, um, you know, with a dialogue with the county on how to start a business. Or let's say, you know, a minority, um, you know, small business owner who may be uh, looking to do business with the county around procurement opportunity to say, you know what, there's Daniel Karoma there. He may not necessarily know me, but he may know my history or he may know uh, my experience. And and so that's the thing that I think makes a, a big difference when it, when it comes to how we engage with businesses, that the diversity we have within the county government is indeed the strength that we use to grow the local, the local economy. So, Danielle, for people who don't know, what is the entry point for sort of doing business with the, the county? If somebody wanted to just starting from scratch, where do they start? Who do they reach out to? What are the steps? What do they do? So that is a great question. Um, we've, um, we've tried to build a portal. Um, and when I say try, because it's a work in progress, it's not a static site, it's a dynamic site. So which means we do updates on a regular basis. We add a component um, to the portal. So the number one site website that somebody can go to to learn how to start a business in the county, how to grow a business in the county, or how to move a business into the county is the Montgomery County Business Portal. So it's www.montgomerycountymd.gov forward slash biz, B-I-Z. And so that's the Montgomery County Business Portal. And I manage the Montgomery County Business Portal. It's a single entry point for, as I say, uh, when someone is looking to start a business in terms of um, we have uh, tools that are there uh, that could help you in terms of uh, look at geographically in the county, where is a good place for you to start your business, for you to basically locate your business if it's not an online business. Um, But also uh, we have tools uh, that could also help you in terms of uh, you know, do market research to say, okay, who are your competitors that are in that in, in, in that in that area, uh, or who are your potential customers in that area? So we've provided tremendous uh, our wealth of resources around starting a business. The same thing applies to growing a business. Uh, under growing a business, we talk about some of the business funding and incentives that the county have that help businesses grow in the county. Uh, we talk about government contracting because you may not necessarily want to only do business to business. You may want to do business to government. Uh, we also talk about in terms of, you know, we uh, people don't usually know this, like where do you find employees that have the skill sets to help you build your business? Um, Montgomery County is, is the state, is the state of Maryland's uh, most populated county, but also we have a very 
and a highly educated workforce as well. Mm. So those are the resources that you can find on the business portal. Um, and as I say, in terms of managing your business, you know, we talk about business resources. Uh, we also talk about programs that we have for minority women, disabled um, and businesses. We talk about tax and financing programs that we have. So all of that is all located in on the county uh, business portal, which again is www.montgomerycountymd.gov forward slash biz, B-I-Z. Thanks, Daniel. I mean, something that you're saying about, you know, minority business or the face of minority business is actually majority business where Montgomery County is concerned. And so, um, you know, I think there's just so much, such a wealth of knowledge and experience here. And, and as you said, most, most of that is, is driven by a very highly educated, highly driven um, resident pool that you can, you know, that you can draw from. So in that vein, you've provided us, I think, with a lot of really important data and stats. But could you provide us a little bit more of insight on the state of women-owned business in, in the state of Maryland and Montgomery County in specific, specifically? That is a great, great question, Lydia. And I always say that numbers don't lie. People just try to lie on the numbers. Um, women businesses are amazingly uh, not only growing, but also successful in Montgomery County. Um, so the number one state all right, for women business ownership in the entire United States is the state of Maryland, the number one state, right? And then if you look at within Maryland, as I said, Montgomery County is the largest county in Maryland. 47% of Montgomery County businesses are women-owned. That's, That's incredible. I mean, if you yes. think about it, like Maryland, tiny Maryland, bigger than yes. Cal like California, New York, Texas. I mean, there are some big behemoth states out there. And for Maryland to be top and then Montgomery yes. to have these numbers is is it's astounding. Well, here's the number, Lydia, that people should be aware of that, that the power of these women on businesses. They employ forty-five thousand people in the county, well, in, in they, they employ 45,000, they have 45,000 employees. These women, these women-owned businesses employ 45,000 people. Mm. That's incredible, so, really. That so basically women are good for business. Oh, I mean, women are amazing, including my wife, by the way, because she's also a businesswoman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, women are amazing for business. Um, and women, are, 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 I mean, they are, very when it comes to not only risk taking but in terms of um uh when it comes to in terms of industries for example like we see and this is this is another stat that you know would be good for like 34.6 percent um are professional uh you know scientific uh tech businesses that are owned by 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 women so you find out that the professional you know services that these women provide um they're science, uh, you know, science and tech businesses that are owned by these women. So that's if you combine these three sectors, it, it's thirty four point six percent of the businesses that are within the county. Mm -hmm. So, so totally within all sectors of business. Exactly. So women are driving the tech wave. 
Yes, they tr they're driving the tech way, but also, um, you know, they are, uh, you know, they're, they're driving the science as well. So, for example, uh, we are big in uh, in bio, you know, science here in Montgomery County. Uh, we have very successful women who are actually, uh, you know, you know, running very big, very big uh, sci science companies in Montgomery County. So we talked about women um, sort of being in the tech space in terms of your statistics and numbers for the state of Maryland and Montgomery County in particular. But let's take it a little bit more national sure. um, when it comes to accessing funding for women in tech. Now, those statistics are abysmal. Um, do you have any particular statistics and thoughts around um, access to funding for women and particularly women of color in the tech space? Yeah, that's a question. And, and I really... I uh, want to make sure that, you know, your listeners understand that I'm not trying to paint a rosy picture. It's a challenge when it, uh, and in fact, that's one of the biggest challenges that many businesses face when it comes to um, not only when they're in the planning, you know, phase or they're in the, you know, the starting phase of a business, but even, you know, in the growing phase of a business, access to capital has always been challenged and women owned businesses have also faced a lion's share of um, that, you know, of, of those of those of those problems. The reason, I mean, there are many reasons. There are many underlying reasons why. Um, but as I say, uh, at many times, let me also be. Uh, you know, this is again put in my banking and finance hat when I was there. There are many women who would would be. I would not ask for you know a loan. Uh, they wouldn't come to the bank and ask for a loan. They, they wouldn't because you know they would try to find other sources of funding to fund um, you know their ventures. Uh, so indeed, the numbers are they're not good. Uh, but one of the ways we have been able to uh, to make access to capital uh, ready for not only women businesses but for all businesses that we have tiered it up into three tiers. We've separated it into three tiers. So the first tier is our micro loan program. The county established a micro loan program where, um, for you know any business that's looking for you know short-term working capital, uh, or you want to finance just you know small equipment, um, anything less than fifty thousand dollars, have a nonprofit that we've given money to to loan that money to businesses to small businesses, um, and anything above fifty thousand all the way to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. We also have another nonprofit that we've given money to to actually uh, make those micro loans available as well. And then, um, Daniel, can you give us the names of those nonprofits if people want to access that as those places? As absolutely. Members? So um, the one that provides the smaller loans is Life Asset, um, and Life Asset work um, with many women entrepreneurs and small businesses in Montgomery County, but also I think in the Washington region as well. So we've given them um, a, a tranche of money for them to be able to uh, provide uh, micro loans to uh, these small businesses. And then for the larger loans, the, the medium-sized loans that goes out all the way to 250,000, um, that's um, LEDC, that's the Latino Economic Development Center. Uh, they don't only help Latin, you know, Latino, um, uh, uh, Spanish folks, they lend, you know, they lend to everybody. Um, but they have the skill set, both of these entities, they, these are nonprofits as well. Um, they have the skill sets not only to provide the underwriting criteria, uh, but also um, their loans 
is what what the reason one of the reasons why we're working with us because they provide technical assistance as well so they're not only giving you the money and say okay you can go ahead and and do whatever you want to do if you need help in building um you know other capabilities around the new round of funding you're getting from them they could also assign um, you know, somebody with you, uh, uh, somebody to you that could help you in terms of um, navigate that new, you know, area that you're trying to get to. So in a nutshell, you could get a quarter of a million, up to a quarter of a million dollars to scale your business. You can get the wraparound te technical assistance, um, help, there is, it, it just seems like there's a real like positive support network out there if you choose to access it in the county. That is correct. So these two entities provide lending, but we also work with other um, entities who, who are part of our, um, you know, um, our business resource partners. Uh, and they provide one-on-one -on -one counseling uh, they also provide workshops and classes. In fact, we uh, have launched three Business Connect. We call them Business Connect sites throughout Montgomery County. So if you live in the Up County area, you go up to the Regional Service Center in the Up County, which is in Germantown. Um, you have access to the women, the Maryland Women Business Center. We work with them there. They provide one-on-one -on -one counseling. They also provide workshops and classes. We also work with um, uh, SBDC. Uh, which is a state agency, and we work with them to provide classes there as well. Um, if you come down to Bethesda, we all we have the Chambers of Commerce who is working with us with SCORE. SCORE, uh, their partner, I mean, SCORE is part of the SBA uh, that offer one-on-one -on -one counseling, but also they offer classes. Um, it could be classes. And the classes are like legal help. They Are they marketing and branding? Like what are the themes that the classes typically you know, revolve around. It's exactly those topics you just named, including social media, but also it could be, for example, tax services. Um, many people don't realize this. Montgomery County offers a program called um, um, uh, VITA, V-I-T-A, which is a volunteer, I think, uh, income tax, uh, is, you know, yeah. so the uh, agency, they provide uh, they prepare taxes for not only individuals, but also small businesses as well that makes uh, below a certain amount of revenue, that bring in a certain amount of revenue for free. They, pre they help them prepare taxes, their taxes for free. Um, so these are the type of technical assistance or type of, um, um, you know, support services that businesses need when, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's in the, um, you know, the, 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 you know the, the early stages of the business that you know you may not necessarily have either the resources to pay for somebody to do it for you or even if you do you know these are cost savings make uh, uh, services that you don't have to pay for um but as i was saying that the business connect program is not only in germantown it's in bethesda it's in silver spring and then also is in the east county as well and we're about to launch it very soon in the mid county which is the weekend area great so you've you've given us a wealth of resources. You've talked about the you know the tool and the the database that's available. Um, you know, this sounds like a lot of work. And as the liaison officer, what does a 
sort of day in your life look like? Oh, wow. That's, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, so my day can start as early as, let's say, 7 a.m., uh, attending a chamber meeting. Um, because, as I said, we work with all the various chambers of commerce, and uh, we have many chambers of commerce in the local area, but we also have the Montgomery County Chamber as well. So I could start from there maybe from uh, 7 o'clock uh, to an 8.30 meeting at the chamber in terms of like a, a chamber. The chamber have like this, you know, uh, series of um, activities that they do early in the morning before people go to work. Um, um, and, and then uh, from there I can you know, do business visits, um, or I can visit maybe one of our cities within the county. It could be Tacoma Park, it could be Rockville, or it could be Gatesburg, where I'm meeting with the economic development folks who are there. Um, plus, uh, come back maybe to Silver Spring and meet with a small business who is having some challenges with, um, you know, with, you know, with, with, it could be the land, it could be their landlord, or it could be, um, you know, with one of our departments. Um, and then from there, uh, finish up, uh, you know, in the evening uh, at around 6 o'clock or 6.30 is when one of our, our citizen advisory board meetings meet. Uh, and they meet from like 6 to, uh, from 6 to 7.30 or some of them meet from 7.30 to 8.30 um, at night. So I can start from, uh, as I say, 7 a.m. in the morning and then come home uh, by maybe 9, 9 p.m. at night. But not every day, but sometimes that's how my day looks like. So your timeline is the timeline of the entrepreneurs that you seek to help. You are working <laughs> like 12 hour days. Well, exactly. And the idea is that we don't want for to just sit down in our offices and then get them to come and meet with me. No, uh, if it happens to be during, let's say, right before lunch, maybe at nine is when that small business owner has time to meet with me. When I schedule a meeting, I meet with them and so that they're not having to commute or take, you know, uh, you know, you know, or drive all the way to my office where I am that day. It could be Silver Spring, it could be Rockville, it could be Germantown. It's better for me to come to them and bring the solutions to them so that when I'm leaving, they're going back into running their business. We want them to think about running their business and any disruption or uh, or, or anything that interrupts our job is to come in. My job is to come in and say, okay, how do we solve this? And then so you can go back into doing business. Danielle, I would like to know, so we talked about all of the resources that um, Montgomery County has available for entrepreneurs. Are any of these resources and support services global facing? If I'm an entrepreneur in Montgomery County and I'm looking to grow a global business, what resource support is there? That is a great question. And um, I don't know if maybe Lydia maybe have I, I maybe told you to ask me this question because I... <laughs> she actually did not. <laughs> no, because... I love how you have it. me down the nefarious. Like, I know that came from Lydia. Yeah, no, because I was, I was privileged to have worked with, um, you know, a long time ago, probably it was like seven years ago. Uh, they used to, it, it was called the ADM, the African Diaspora Marketplace. Um, and this was something that was, uh, you know, uh, put together by the State Department and USAID, where um, they were looking to really earnest the uh, entrepreneurial spirit of the African diaspora um, in terms of um, instead of doing remittances only, right, but, you know, 
these diaspora members could actually, uh, this is during the time of, instead of brain drain to, to reverse it into a brain gain. Um, and so it was a business plan competition that was put together. Long story short, it was only done twice. And the last one, no, the third one was done in Montgomery County. Um, I was able to convince USAID to bring it to Montgomery County. And uh, after that, that was it. It wasn't uh, done again. But this is what ended up happening. When it was here in Montgomery County, I made sure that the local um, you know, African diaspora community was involved in organizing the event. And out of that came an amazing co-working space called IO Spaces. Um, wow. Yes, so IO Spaces. In downtown Silver Spring. That is correct, right? yes. Mm -hmm. So that was launched as a result of the work that I did. And I was able to bring in Leslie and, and his partner uh, to start that at a small scale. And now they've taken over an entire building. Working I have been to that space. It's, it's an nice amazing thing. space. And... They have many companies in there that are not only working with, you know, in terms of folks in the continent, but also working with folks, you know, in Latin America. So talking about an international hub, that is one right there. And what I'm so proud about is the fact that in as much as I was the catalyst as a government person, but it's actually private sector led now. Right. So it does not depend solely on the government anymore. You know, they are a viable private sector entity. Perfect. I, I mean, IO spaces and the whole concept of having, you know, that hub in the middle of downtown Silver Spring and being part of the incredible economic boom in that area. I mean, it's 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 great that you were part of the genesis of that. So kudos to you. Thank you. Um, so, Daniel, I just have like one final question. So, you know, you've worked in banking and finance you've worked on sort of entrepreneurship and development, um, you know, on the county level, in the, you know, at the state level as well, sort of supporting the state's numbers on this. You know, what is, what are your thoughts on, you know, women-owned business and community of colour enterprises and, you know, the role that their di the diaspora that they support um, you know, what is your thoughts on sort of the, the business success? Like, what do you think is the next area that we need to be focusing on so that there are more thriving businesses that are able to employ people and add to the tax base and add to the economic vibrancy of the state? Yeah, um, that's a great question, Lydia. Um, I, well, first of all, I, I would say the resiliency that's behind diaspora business owners is just phenomenal. Uh, why? Because, I mean, it's not, starting a business is not an easy proposition. <laughs> and right. and people, many people know this because not many people have succeeded in starting a business. Um, and so having uh, someone who uh, may be either an immigrant or a first generation, because if you're first generation uh, uh, American, there's a likely, especially if you're African, right, there's a likelihood you're not you know, far disconnected from your, you know, parent African lifestyle or the food and the clothing uh, or even <laughs> the pressure <laughs> that is placed on you as a uh, first generation, you know, African-American. So when you look at in terms of what, let's say in general, what, 
you know, communities of colors of color have been able to achieve here in America, right? Um, I mean, we can go as back as as way back as you know, um, uh, the 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 nineteen hundreds when you know you used to have black owned you know businesses in majority black communities. That, right, the black walls. That is correct, right? That that resilience that has shown itself over and over and over again is one. If you ask me, I think I feel like we haven't we haven't actually told the stories ourselves. I mean, not many people really, I mean, know the resiliency that's within the black business community or the 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 the, the minority business community or the Latino business community or the Asian American business community. Not many people really know that story. And I'm thinking if there's a way we can capture that. Um, because many times there are many people who um you know look at an individual business person and I mean of course we all have biases and uh but some people don't know the story behind that business. And until they know the story, then they become more purposeful in the interaction, but also the intentionality of doing business with that person as well. So if you're asking me what is, in terms of what is it that could really make us, I mean, all of us as a community, because we are all contributors to the economy, regardless of the size of your business. As I say, Montgomery County with a $1 trillion economy, 95% of all businesses have fewer than 50 employees. You know, a third of the population is foreign born. And when you add their children to it, it goes up to 40%. So these are stories, I believe, if we tell these stories, when somebody talks about immigrants, they're like, oh, no, that, they're good for business. <laughs> you know, when somebody talks about people of color, like, oh, you know what, that's a, that's a powerful, you know, um, you know, they have a, 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 a huge purchasing uh, or, or a great economic block, right? So that's, I think, is what we can do together showing exactly the resiliency of the historic and the legacy businesses that have been around, you know, in the, you know, communities, but also how can we make sure that others who are not necessarily members of our community know exactly the resiliency that exists in our community when it comes to minority women, disabled, veteran-owned businesses that are not only in Montgomery County, but throughout our region or throughout the United States. Words to live by Daniel, for sure. I think that's a, that's a rallying cry for all of us. You know, tell the, tell, tell the story. And I think this podcast is one effort. I think this is Michelle and Nye's contribution to that. Um, where can people find you, Daniel? Uh, I'm again at uh, MontgomeryCountyMD.gov. If you go to forward slash bees on the contact You'll find me. Um, if you Google me, the good Daniel Karoma is me. The bad one is not me. Yeah, so somebody can just Google Daniel Karoma. As I say, when you see the good one, that's me. The bad one, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I just wondered if you had any parting words, but, you know, again, thank you so much. Thank you for what you're doing for the community and for the county and the state and just in general. You know, I think one of the discussions we've had is just that how, you know, the local mindset and the local inspiration is now the global inspiration. And so, 
you know, I know that you've connected and touched a lot of lives, but do you have any parting words, pearls, pearls of wisdom for our listeners? Well, again, thanking both you, Lydia and Michelle. And uh, one of the reasons why I, of course, I wouldn't say no to Lydia when she invited me to come to the podcast. Uh, but the other reason is because, as I say, is like we need to tell our own stories. And that's exactly what you guys are doing. So um, I, I, I encourage not only people to listen to this, but for people to share this as well, uh, because the more people know that there's so much capability that is that is within our communities, uh, uh, that's way. That's one of the ways that we tell the story, and that's the way people get to hear the stories as well. So I encourage every, you know everyone who's listening to share this as well. And we have a request for you that you, with the business people that you work with, that you share this podcast as a resource um, with them as well, especially as it relates to us being able to cultivate more stories that we can tell. On Absolutely. As soon as I get the link, I'll make sure I share it. Thank you so much, Daniel. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Thank you both. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Wonderful. It was great to hear from Daniel. And I think it was one of those episodes where you're just, it's just a confirmation that starting at home is probably the best place when you're thinking about funding and scaling and the support that you're going to need for your business. And knowing that so much of that is is financial and then sort of the non-financial side around mentoring and wraparound support services I thought was really really insightful and then obviously the statistics statistics are always my sort of uh, best place to kind of see you know where the rubber hits the road and just knowing that you know Maryland is one of the places that's got the fastest growing sort of female small business contingent and such a contingent from diasporans of, of all sort of um, walks of, of um, from all places really sort of speaks to this being a real enabling environment for small business, especially right now. Absolutely. And I, w- I just remember being very impressed with the numbers and how much of a microcosm and um, great ecosystem Montgomery County is for the growth of small businesses and small businesses among people of color and women of color. Perfect. So uh, I think Daniel is a wealth of information and I think his story of, you know, going from the business finance side to um, supporting small and local businesses from our demographic is really key, I think, a key driver in in, uh, supporting sort of the economic vibrancy of the state. So definitely excited to hear more from him in future episodes. That's another episode of WTF. Please like, share and subscribe. And we look forward to speaking to you soon. Thanks. Bye, everyone.